Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey everybody and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford, and this week I want to talk about something that I don't usually talk about on the podcast. In this podcast, we really talk a lot about you know, what is our responsibility when it comes to the process of eliminating pornography habits from our lives. We talk about agency. We talk about how to process urges. We even talk about how to feel our feelings. And we talk about breathing, right? (laughs) Breathing so as to improve the results of our other techniques. What we don't often talk about is faith and prayer in terms of how we can exercise greater faith and discuss our desires with our Heavenly Father through prayer for the increased leverage that our Heavenly Father can help bring to bear on eliminating this unwanted behavior from our lives. In fact, many of you have a talk that I wrote, and I'm going to put a link in the description, called Why Can't I Pray Away Pornography? In that talk, I talk about how we really can't ask our Heavenly Father to take our agency away through prayer, which is most often how I've heard people and I myself have approached this particular topic. You know, I was always asking Heavenly Father to take this problem away and just make it so I don't look at porn anymore and make it so that I don't want to look at porn or, you know, whatever phrase you want to use here. But today... You know, I I hope I haven't disabused you of the idea that you can have a conversation with your Heavenly Father. So today, I really want to talk about how we can incorporate our faith and exercise prayer in order to maximize our blessings that our Heavenly Father is already willing to grant, but that are really just made conditional on our asking for those blessings. So here, I want to break this into two main components. And really, we're this is part one. We're going to talk about faith today and next week we are going to talk about prayer and first let's talk about faith my personal favorite definition of faith is the one found in ether 12 verse 4 i like this one because as i read it it incorporates three elements to faith rather than the standard ones that we often talk about it reads wherefore whoso believeth in god might with surety hope for a better world yea even a place at the right hand of god which hope cometh of faith maketh an anchor to the souls of men which w- would make them sure and steadfast always abounding in good works being led to glorify god so the way i read it there are three distinct components to the faith of men in this world and in this journey to a pornography free life and those three components are belief hope and action The one that is not part of the usual conversation here is obviously the hope part. I and I just want to take a moment and touch on these three and I and why I believe hope is an essential part of this conversation. Belief is really the first one there, and it usually comes to mind when we talk about faith because it's often the first thing we consciously discuss, 
right? Do you believe the story of the Book of Mormon? Or I believe in Jesus Christ. Belief structures itself in a binary choice. We either believe or we don't. It is really, in most cases, we kind of think of it as off or on. And as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we often say things like, I know this church is true. But I want us to be aware of how belief can really be emotionless. We can believe the sky is blue or the grass is green or that the sun will come up tomorrow, and that doesn't mean much more than just the factual reality of that belief. When it comes to exercising faith in the process of removing pornography from our lives, we may have a belief that it is possible. We also may even know others that have done it. But those are facts, and they can be seen from various perspectives, and not all of those perspectives are the kind that help us. We could know that our brother has eliminated pornography from his life, and that can actually create feelings of discontent because we wish it were us who had achieved this. Belief in things that are true is essential to faith. However, without action or hope, we are stuck just knowing things without the drive to embody them in our lives. As the scripture in James 2 says, Thou believest that there is one God, and thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. What he's really saying there is, belief is not enough. Belief is not the only thing. Belief is just a part of the show. When it comes to believing, we can, however, begin a massive movement by choosing to believe things that both embody hope and induce action. We can choose thoughts that we don't yet believe, but that are possible and even believable, but just not yet embodied in our souls in in ways that make them immovable. For instance, I have told the story of my first new belief when I started to end my pornography use. I had for a long time believed things like, I can't look at pornography, I shouldn't look at pornography, and I should be more righteous. These are all things that I believed that seemed like they were the right thing to believe, right? Like, Hey, you can't look at pornography. I can't look at pornography. That seems like you should believe that, right? But that belief actually held me back because there was no hope. There was no empowerment. There was no agency in those beliefs. I could believe but not hope, right? I could believe I shouldn't look at pornography but have no hope in that. I could believe but my actions were dictated by my church or my wife or my perception of who I was supposed to be and not who I was and who I was working to become. Knowing what to believe and believing the right things is key to creating faith in our journey through to a place where pornography doesn't rule our lives. When you're someone who's trying to eliminate pornography from their lives and you come across this belief that I can look at pornography if it is what I choose, that may seem counterintuitive. But that belief itself empowered me to look at what I really wanted, why I wanted it, and to make choices consciously and intentionally. Putting the right belief in our faith journey is an important skill, and we have to be willing to look at the current beliefs that we have and ask them questions and you know, wonder if they aren't actually helping us or if they're holding us back from being the people that we are trying to be. So re-examine the things that you believe. Begin asking yourself if those things are the ones that are leading you forward or holding you back. Second thing we often talk about when our discussion hinges around faith is also referred to in that same chapter of James, verse 20. You know, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? 
So in that, we really were simply learning that we got to take action. It is not enough to know. It is not enough to believe. It's not enough to have the answer if we don't do anything about it. And here, too, in building the masterpiece of faith as we end our pornography viewing habits, we are compelled to examine the actions that will grow our baby, you know, grow the thing that we're trying to create. When I work with men who have been working to eliminate pornography from their lives, I find that they have often spent a lot of time beating themselves up over what happened in the past. One of the first things that we do after we look at pornography is we spend time telling ourselves what a bad person we are. Many of us spend hours each week telling ourselves they're no longer worthy, they're unlovable, and they're weak. These actions are the ones that present themselves readily, and they seem like they might be geared towards helping us get better, right? They're meant to be that come-to-Jesus talk that finally gets us clear and clean and straight and no longer on the wrong path. And there are thousands of things like that that we do that actually keep us from moving forward. And rather than take and try to atone for your mistakes by putting yourself through your own personal hell of discouragement, disappointment, and disgust, the actions we need to take will nourish our faith. It'll nourish our ability to eliminate pornography, and they are the kind of thing that build us up. They help us seek answers, and they help us learn from our mistakes. That's the kind of action that we need to be taking. Lastly, in exercising greater faith in eliminating pornography from our lives, we need hope. For most of my life, I was in sales of one sort or another. I sold cell phones quite successfully, and then I worked for an insurance company for a lot of years selling processes and systems to insurance agents, and then I also eventually became an insurance agent myself. And in all of the training I received, and in all of the training that I gave, one thing was paramount, emotion. You might not think emotion plays such a big part in selling, but you'd be wrong. Emotion is the number one thing a good salesperson is trying to engage in you. In selling cell phones, I wanted you to feel secure in having one. I wanted you to feel like you'd be more interesting because you had the latest. I was working to get you to feel connected because you could talk to anyone in the anywhere, right? Selling programs to agents and working with agents, I wanted them to feel important and a part of a big family company, right? I wanted them to feel like they were an integral part of a team. As an agent myself, when I was talking to my clients, I wanted each of them to feel trust, trust in my expertise, that I would get them the right insurance regardless of the price. But here's the thing about emotions. They are fickle. They come and they go. They don't just stay. They leave after a short period. So the story we tell ourselves in order to create an emotion is important. And it must be one that stands up over time. In my previous occupations, the feelings that I was invoking in my clients were not abiding parts of who they were internally. They were fleeting. They were momentary things that made a purchase possible. In exercising faith, the feelings that we need to succeed must be abiding. They must be lasting. They have to be sustainable. We need to be able to recall them. We need to be able to tell a story, recall a belief that re-energizes that feeling regularly and on demand. When I think about the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I truly hope it is true. I hope that he has paid for what I can never earn enough to pay for. I hope he has bridged the gap between my current state of being and the place where I hope to one day reside, at the right hand of God. Hope, what I think of as the third leg of the stool of faith, 
is an emotion that blooms in beliefs, that builds us up, and is demonstrated in active works of growth and learning. Having each of these components dialed in and consistently reinforced is what makes them core to who we are and the way we see the world. Without any single one of them, we would likely struggle to succeed in eliminating pornography from our lives. And that's why I like this definition of faith. The three components combined, hope, belief, and action. Those three things, where they intersect, that to me is what faith is. All right, you guys. I hope this is helpful. I hope you can use this to begin building greater faith in yourself and in your capacity to actually change this problem in your life. Use it to improve your faith in your Heavenly Father. Hope in the atonement and bring that hope deep into your soul and use it to move forward. All right, you guys, thank you so much. I will talk to you in part two on prayer next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Imagine you sitting next to your loved one and no longer bogged down by the greatest trial of your life. Each month, I offer a free webinar that you can attend where you can get your questions answered about how you can break free from pornography use. Take a moment now and go to the website, zaxbafford.com slash free call, and you can sign up for free. You don't want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to ask questions, learn a new skill, and even get coached live if you like. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.